Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the talk with Micah and friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. Um, It's been a minute since you last heard my voice, but I'm so glad that you all have decided to join me on tonight. Now, I'm not going to hold you guys long because I want you guys, you know, to get right into this interview with the newly crowned rulers. Um, I want to remind everyone really quickly to make sure that you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah to follow us and listen to our previous 32 shows. Also, you can find us on iTunes by simply searching within the podcast library, The Talk with Micah and Friends. And please don't forget hipcast.com, where you can search The Talk with Micah and Friends in the podcast directory at the top. Remember, if you would like to have your ad played or event announced during the show, feel free to inbox me on Facebook, that's Micah Micah, or you can also email us at thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com for further instructions. At this time, we're going to take a quick break to hear announcements from our sponsors, and we shall be right back with the arm and arm of the universe. Westland Pageants presents Mr. and Miss Westland 2015, featuring performances by Candace Sanchez-Brooks, Trey Gooden, Seduction Dickerson, Yesha Alexander, Yahim Lopez-Dupree, Infinity Bonet, Javion Black, Tasia Thomas, and honoring Tariqa Ross St. James and Solandra Tosaki dupree this Sunday, November 16, 2014, at the Jungle Nightclub at 2115 Faulkner Road. Categories include presentation, white and green, fashion for the men, it's sportswear for the females, it's gown, talent, five minutes, no solo gospels, question and answer for all contestants. Registrations at 11 a.m., contestants check-in is at 5 p.m. for the contest, national walk check-in at 5.30, doors open at 6 p.m., pageant begins promptly at 7 p.m. The admission is $30. For more information, feel free to hit up Isaiah Wiley on Facebook as well as Buttercup on Facebook. Mr. and Miss Renaissance and Renaissance Plus will be held November 22nd and November 23rd in Atlanta, Georgia at the Ramada Plaza Atlanta Capital Park Hotel. Starring Quentin Tejour, Savannah Lee, and Akasha Adonis Maserati Steele. Okay, again, that's going to be Mr. and Miss Renaissance and Miss Renaissance Plus November 22nd, which will be the orientation and private interviews, and the actual pageant will be on November 23rd, 2014, at 7 p.m. in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Ramada Plaza, Atlanta Capital Park Hotel. Friday, December 5th, welcome to the Garden of Diamonds, 
Mr. and Miss Diamond of the South, honoring Alphonse Dupree and Daphne Dupree in New Orleans, Louisiana. Categories are presentation in white, sportswear, talent, gown, formal wear, and top five, question and answer. Again, that is Mr. and Miss Diamond of the South, honoring Alphonse Dupree and Daphne Dupree. And last but certainly not least, an evening with royalty. Saturday, November 22nd, 2014, in Washington, D.C., Mr. and Miss Black National honoring Ebony Sherry and Octavius Rashad. Categories include interview, presentation, which is blue and or white, sportswear, evening gown, formal wear, talent, as well as question and answer. It will be held in Washington, D.C. at the NBC Suites. Again, that is Mr. and Miss Black National on Saturday, November 22nd, 2014. It's on us to stop sexual assault. To get in the way before it happens. To get a friend home safe. And to not blame the victim. It's on us to look out for each other. To, to not, not look, look the other way. way. It's on us to stand up. To step in. To take responsibility. It's on us, all of us, to stop stop sexual sexual assault. Learn how and take the pledge at itsonus.org. We love playing live, but that means a lot of time on the road and time away from some of the things most important to us, friends and family. You know, our phones are the best way to stay connected to them, but we know that texting while driving carries entirely too much risk. That's why we use hashtag X before we drive to pause the conversation until we reach our destination safely. Whether you're texting a loved one or getting a little payback, like our new single suggests, it can wait. No No text text is worth a life. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Grand, Gorgeous, and Gag. My name is Joelle Canales, and I am the national makeup artist for Laura Mercier Cosmetics. Ladies, Before you beat down those faces and create that flawless look, you must make sure to have flawless skin. Always start your makeup routine with a moisturizer. Normal to dry skin types may use a cream texture, while someone with combination of oily skin may use a lotion. This assures that your skin will look radiant and your makeup will last throughout the day. Now for the gentlemen listening out there, this applies to you too. But I'd like to share one of my secrets with you that will leave your skin looking like those male models on that GQ magazine. Find a gentle face scrub you can use in the shower. Allow the steam to open up your pores and soften the hair follicles. Then proceed to shaving. A closer shave, smooth skin, what more could you ask for? For more beauty tips, check us out on the next segment of Grand, Gorgeous, and Gag. I'm Joelle Canales, signing off. Until next time. Words never spoken is more than a book, it's a movement. It's for the man that's trapped in a closet, the man that's teaching himself how to lie, how to sneak, how to cheat, how to get over, and how to pass. It's for the little boy that wants to tell his mommy and daddy that he likes boys. It's for the man that will marry a girl knowing he's gay. It's for the man that will almost end his life because he's afraid the truth just may come out. It's my attempt to heal the frustrations that come with being gay, black and gay in particular, It offers permission to just be without apology. What's up, people? This is Craig Stewart. I am the author of Words Never Spoken, a memoir. It's available on Amazon.com, or you can download it to any e-reader. You can even visit my website at www.craigthewriterstewart.com. 
Welcome back to the Talk with Micah and Friends. And if you've just joined us, you've joined us at the best time possible. On Halloween weekend, there was a competition or a pageant held in Atlanta, Georgia, titled Mr. and Miss Black Universe, a pageant of which has been in existence for the last 24 years, if I'm not mistaken, to provide black entertainers the opportunity to reign nationally as a national title holder, which has been spearheaded by Naisha Dupree and Randy Matthews, among many others, and which the pageant to date is owned by Ron Lewis, Archie Bonet, and Craig Shaw. And every year it is the social event of the year among drag pageantry in Atlanta, Georgia. Today I have the winners of the pageant here with me. Um, just for a little while, I figured it would be best that we meet and greet the new rulers of the universe before they get well into their reign. So let's welcome Mr. Armandis Bonet, Mr. Black Universe, as well as Miss Armani Nicole Davenport, Miss Black Universe. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So how was the show last night before I before I really get into everything? How was the show last night in Dallas, Texas? Amanda, do you want me to talk? <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead, babe. <laughs> um, well, it was um our celebration show in Dallas, Texas. It was absolutely wonderful actually. Um so many people came out and supported and showed their love. Actually, for me, and not just me, but Armandis, too, mm-hmm. uh, everyone that was on the show actually got paid out their mind. I was so, 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 so happy for the turnout. Um, right. I did three numbers, and I think I got paid out three numbers. So, so it's great <laughs> well, to get a ruler, <laughs> Yes, it pays to be a ruler. Okay, good. I'm so glad that you um, guys had a wonderful turnout, a wonderful celebration. Again, congratulations to the both of you. Um, and, again, this interview is, is briefly but solely to tap into who the rulers are as individuals, entertainers, and to get an understanding of your journey to the crown and what simply lies ahead for the both of you. So we're going to go ahead and get things started. Again, thanks so very much for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedules to sit down and talk with me for just a few. So first up, I want the both of you to to tell us, the listening audience, you know, where each of you are from originally, uh, where you where you currently reside, um, a little bit about your upbringing, and how did you get start get started in the industry. So I'll repeat that since it was a, a lie. Um, where each of you are from originally, um, also where you currently reside, a little about a little bit about your upbringing, and how did you get started in the industry? And you know, whoever would like to start first is perfectly fine. I'll go first, Queen. Okay. Um, this is Armandis. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. I was born in Atlanta. Um, then I moved to Birmingham, Alabama when mm-hmm. I was about uh, 14. Um, okay. And I lived there for a number of years in Birmingham. Um, and that's where I actually started um, performing was in Birmingham at Club 21 uh, with Tamara, Tamara Chevalier and Oris Mays. Um, my upbringing, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody knows I was brought up in church. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I sung in the choirs and all the choirs. Uh, I sung in high school. I sung in college. Um, in high school, I also was in a marching band. I played the trumpet, and I was drum major. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, you didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, um, you can go ahead. I started my I did my first show when I was uh, 18. I had just graduated high school and 2 days after I performed for the first time. Okay. Um, 
which was in 2004, and I didn't do my first pageant until 2006. Um, my first pageant was, I believe, Jackson Newcomer, and I won Jackson Newcomer. And then I did um, The Elegance. I won The Elegance. And then I did Duval. I won Duval. And Ebony Newcomer, I won as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I started off, I started off with pretty much of a big bang. And right. then uh, it just started to get better from then. And then I, after I won Duval, that's when I really felt like it was really getting serious because that's when I really felt like a king uh, when I won Duval Newcomer. Like, that was the first time, like, somebody, like, actually took care of me and flew me in and flew me out and took care of my hotel. Like, I had mm-hmm. never had that before. But when I felt that, that's when I knew I was like, oh, yeah, I can get with this. You were, you were truly treated like a king. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when it, that's when the madness began. Okay. And so um, now I live in Houston. I've been in Texas since 2009. Um, I'm a makeup artist at Mac okay. Cosmetics. I've been there since 2011. Um, what else? And I'm Mr. Black Universe, so I'm going to stop talking. Go ahead, I'm on. Hey, you are Mr. Black Universe. That you are. Okay, thank you so much. So, uh, so again, around this, uh, just a little bit about you, you, and I just things that I'm jotting down and recapping. But you um born in Atlanta, then you moved to um, Alabama. You were a drum major. Uh, you started shows around about 18 years old. That's like you said, 2004, and then 2006 was basically your first pageant, and it's been um, a whirlwind, but a, a, a very rewarding experience since. It's, so that that about sums it up. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, great. And now, Armani, you can go ahead. Well, hello. I'm Armani Nicole Davenport. I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Now I reside in Dallas, Texas. I've been in Dallas, Texas for approximately six years now. Um, I went to school in Baton Rouge, from Baton Rouge. I went to high school in Baton Rouge. And it's going to be so funny, but uh, I used to play football for a Struma High. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nothing wrong with a little football. So I used to play football for Astroma High. Um, going from playing football when I actually discovered my T, um, I went from playing football to the dancing doll team while I actually had the opportunity to dance and also instruct all at one time. Okay. Which was funny. Um, I don't think it was until I met another guy named Trey that was actually going to school in New Orleans. I thought it was only one of me that would be on the dancing doll team. Then I saw he was turning it off, so I was like, okay, we got somewhere to go now. Right. Um, (laughs) So I went from there, and then um, once I discovered my tea, I was about 16, yeah, about 16 years old, Um, and I actually met this guy. And once I met him, I started going out with him. And then he was like, well, I'm going to take you to this competition. I was like, okay, what is the competition? And he was like, um, it's a gay pageant. And I was like, okay, don't know nothing about it. I knew mm-hmm. that I was scared of drag queens at that point in time, so mm-hmm. I didn't want to see them. So um, I actually ended up going to the competition with a fake ID at um uh, 
they said that wasn't me, so he took me back to the car, and he was like, okay, something we got to do. Um, I was like, okay, so what are we going to do so I can get in the competition? <laughs> he called his gay mother, and when he called his gay mother, I sat in the car probably 10 minutes, she pulled up, and all I knew, she had a wig, heels that I didn't know how to walk in, um, a dress, boobs, all of the things that turned me into a drag queen. Mm. So at that point in time, I was like, okay, I think I'm liking this. So it went from me just uh, watching them to actually wanting to be them right. and really not understanding them but wanting to have that fame that I felt like they had. Um, a lot of times you as a child feel like you have more experience and you're better to show who you are as someone else than yourself that you right. can speak to someone else. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the road that I took on my journey. So I started competing for competitions. Mm, graduated from high school at the age of 17. So after that, I started competing for competitions. Um, my first competition was New Orleans Newcomer that they made me compete for a time and time and time again before <laughs> I actually won. And then I went on to AKA Newcomer. Um, my second year there, I won. So then I started realizing that I had more than enough talent to actually win. Right. And then I actually started meeting some people who saw, and I was like, I know I can do this. I made pillars in high school, middle school. But I know mm-hmm. I can do this. I just need to see what's going on. And so actually I had the opportunity of watching somebody actually do stuff, and I was like, I'm getting me a sewing machine. So I got me a sewing machine and a pattern. I started putting stuff together. Then I started, I had met my first gay father, and he was like, well, let me show you how you can do stuff without a pattern. Wonderful. So then I learned how to cut out stuff and make stuff on my own. Then I was ready for the pageant. I thought I was in the big leagues then, baby. Okay. It used to be nothing but a hunk of junk, but I knew that it was something that I had uh, put together and I didn't need no help doing. Right. So discovering who I really was and feeling like I was more talented than the norm, mm-hmm. I actually proceeded on to do other competitions. I've competed for Universe ooh, several times, seven years, actually. Um, when I went to um, Universe, I was a newcomer. Mm-hmm. I competed, and I felt like, well, I made the team my first year. I was blessed. I felt, okay, well, this is my place. This is my home. This Armani, did we lose you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, your um, your phone went out. You still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And, you know, Universe was the first national pageant that I actually competed for, so it was a place that groomed me from being a newcomer into who you see before your eyes. Mm-hmm. I actually had the opportunity of making the top ten numerous of times. I only been denied from the top ten twice, but that was only because of the lack of preparation that I did for myself, I think, those two years. I can't blame that on anyone else. But going into the system as a little girl and then ending up at this point in time in my life where I feel like I have grown into a woman and actually mm-hmm. being able to represent them wholeheartedly, I truly, I'm truly blessed. 
I had opportunity of even being Miss Black America Plus, which was a big step forward in my life, and that they taught me a lot of things and taught me a lot about myself that I really didn't, that I think I knew, I just didn't want to embrace at that point in time. Right. Okay. Competing for the pageant this year has totally been a up and down hill. And, um, and guess what? Told me that I. And Armani, what we're gonna we're huh. gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to that <laughs> in just a sec in just a second. Okay. Um, no, 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 you're fine. But um, I, I do I do you know want to get through the the whole journey toward um you know competing this this particular year for the both of you. Um, but again, I want to recap with you is that um really quickly for those that may have just tuned in is that you you're from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, so you are originally a Louisiana girl. Um, you currently live in Dallas, Texas. You used to play football way back in the day. Uh, and then you became a, a dancing doll. You was on, the, on that team, and you start, basically started out really young, sixteen, well, about seventeen years old, as far as you know, getting into the whole entertainment and the drag career. And then, as far as your drag career and, and learning from those around you, um, you became self-sufficient, which has um, allowed you to become the woman that we see today as Miss Black Universe. So again, thank you to both of you for just giving us a little tidbit on your upbringing. Um, as well as uh, you getting started in the industry. Now, Armandis, I do want to um, tap onto this really quickly. You still here, Armandis? You still with us? Armandis? Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, you told your story on my Motivational Monday weekly highlight, you know, which is something I will start back again. But um, regarding you finding out that, you know, you were adopted at a young age, um, and I don't really want to get too much into that, as far as, you know, your adoption and things like that and how you felt. But I just want you to tell us how was how has finding out about your adoption shaped and molded you into the man that you are today? Um, well, when I first found out about my adoption, I was in grade school. I was in school. Um, but I've known for a very long time. Um, it used to affect me a lot. Because mm-hmm. um, I would just I would just have questions and I really wasn't really getting the answers that I needed for those questions, and it took me to be older now to understand a lot of why it happened and why I feel the way I feel about it. Um, but I believe that it truly has made me appreciate a lot of different things. Like my friends, I appreciate my friends a lot more than I think a lot of people appreciate their friends because. In some instances, my friends was all I had at one point. Right. And um, when it comes, you know, when you come to understanding the situation, you can talk about it with, you know, like your family members, but your friends really understand where you come from because they know you're on a pers- a more personal level. So I feel like I've grown to be able to appreciate friends and to appreciate people who are in your life who are not, you know, your family, people that you really don't know. Um, so it's really helped me. It hasn't been like a hard situation for me. Like sometimes I have weak moments where I try to figure out, you know, why would they give me away? Right. Why would they not try to contact me? Why would they not want to know me right now? But, you know, it's cool. But it's I do good. believe that it's made me a really, really strong guy. Right. And, and then and then God has placed some amazing people in your life, you know, who 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 is your family now? You know, so um, I, I just I, I, I want to thank you again, you know, um, and I'll probably repost uh, that motivational um, Monday, or probably sometime tomorrow. But I, I want to thank you again for you know opening up and sharing your story to um, to us because that did definitely um, have an effect 
on on the community and it allowed people to really, you know, you know, uh, uh, think about and talk about, you know, family issues and things of that nature and how it has shaped and molded them to the person they are today. So, again, I, I do want to thank you for um, for sharing that, um, for that, that experience through uh, my show. Now, Armani, question for you really quickly, um, since we're talking about shape and, and molding and things of that nature. Um, through all of the trials and the tribulations, we all have them, okay? But through, as far as you, you're concerned, through all the trials and tribulations that you face over the years in, the, in this particular industry or just even as uh, an adult woman, um, how have those low moments prepared you for this great moment? So through all the trials and tribulations and things that you had over the years, how have those low moments prepared you for this great moment? <clears throat> well, I mean, being who I am and how I control myself, I used to always act out in anger, mm-hmm. and now I have time to really just sit back and think about before I do a lot of acting. My attitude right. kind of was, I mean, kind of when you were spoiled as a child, your attitude be like, it's all about me and nobody else. Mm-hmm. And I've really allowed myself, <laughs> you know, to open up to hear what other people have to say. And I have say, I have to say that I've gr- I've grown from how I look at people and how they view me personally. Um, I have had a lot of down moments and low moments in my life, but when you trust in God and you believe that he is the reason for being who you are and where mm-hmm. you are, whatever anyone else has to say about you, it doesn't matter. I mean, everyone has an opinion. And, you know, my grandmother, before she left this place, she always told me, those without sin, let them cast the first stone. So don't throw stones at my way and then you also in the same boat, but you may have something different going on in your life exactly. that may not be the same thing that I have going on, but in his eyes, it's still equal to the same. Don't don't say my sin is no greater than your sin. Exactly. And, you know, and actually striving from that and not worrying about what people say or what they have to say about you, I'm able to stand up there because I'm strong and look them in their face, even though they may have said anything, and still speak, still give them that kindness, because I know it's going to hurt them as more, and more than it's going to hurt me. Well, and bringing me to this point, yes, and bringing me to this point in my life, mm-hmm. it has just opened so many doors when you think that certain people don't have your back, and they really do. Right. So never close the door on somebody or look down on somebody else because they can be the same person that lifts you up when you are down. That's right. Okay. Thank you so very much, Amani. Very well said. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. Now, um, over, over the years, both of you have had the pleasure um, of competing, and I want you to really think about this question. Um, over the years, both of you have, have had the pleasure of competing and reigning for various regional and national systems. Um, what's been your most memorable reign as a title holder? And along the course of that reign, what did you truly learn about yourself personally and professionally. So I really want you to think about that. So what's been your, over all the competitions and pageants that you've, you've been a part of, what's been your most memorable reign as a title holder? And along the course of that reign, what did you learn about yourself personally as well as professionally? And we're going to give it to our, we're going to give it to our mind this first. Um, okay. My most memorable reign um, 
will have to be, well, I really have two. I was going to say Duval, Newcomer, and then Louisiana Black Universe, which which was the first prelim I won when I went to Universe my very first time. Okay. Um, both of those. Um, they're really memorable to me because they really exude what it means to be a promoter. Like, they okay. always went the extra mile as far as, you know, anything that I needed. And sometimes I never even had to ask for anything because in some instances I really don't ask for anything, really. So it was like they just really went over and beyond to make me feel some type of way. And I emotionally feel some type of way about them because they always took care of me no matter – because at one point I was in school, and, you know, they would really just always call me and ask me how school is going, you know, how are my grades – and things like you know stuff like that, you know, right? Stuff like that. So that really makes that stand out, even on the, you know, on the financial side. On the financial side, it was amazing, and then on the personal side, it was like they were amazing. So those are my two mem- most memorable. What I learned about myself during those, well, my first when I when I what I learned about myself during Duval was that I felt like I was really a really good performer because that's when I really performed a lot was being Duval. Mm-hmm. I received a whole lot of bookings. And whenever you're at Duval, you really have to have your A game because everybody really has been Duval, mm-hmm. you know. And it was like, I'm in this room with all these people. I got to be good. So at right. that point, at Duval Newcomer, I realized I could really perform. And then being Louisiana Black Universe, I learned that I was ready to grow up because then at that point I had moved on. I was living by myself in Texas. And that's when I really felt like I really be- began to groom myself into a man and start moving into my career um, and really caring about my future. Um, and what was the other question? Well, no, it was, it was just basically, you know, what did you learn about yourself personally and professionally? So it looks like with Duval New, it was more so professionally. You learned a lot um, as far as, you know, how to perform and make sure you're on your A game. And then with Louisiana yeah. and DU, it was more so on a personal, like you were just ready to grow up and no longer be the yeah. little Armandish <laughs> anymore. And let, okay. Uh, go ahead. Exactly. And let me add that uh-huh. uh, Marissa plays no games. And um, being even at Duval, when, you know, when she said that, okay, you need to check in at this time, and she's there mm-hmm. about checking in and being the same thing, at, and it's the same thing at Universe. So I, oh, yeah. you know, I just want to put that out there that Marissa is no joke. Oh yeah, she she don't play. Comes. She don't play. <laughs> she, she she the the madam is, is is definitely a businesswoman, and I definitely have. So thank you again, Armani. And now, Armani, you know what's been your most memorable reign as a title holder? And along the course of that reign, what did you learn about yourself, professional, personally as well as professionally? Well, I'm like Armani. I have two. Um, it has okay. to be. Uh, MBA plus, okay, and also that which is Diamond of the South. With uh, with Black America, oh, just that being my first national real competition that actually showed me love and actually showed me that they really cared about who Armani was. I know a lot of times that we may win competitions and, you know, you just win competitions and you may speak to the owners and the promoters, but you never get to know who your owner and your promoter actually are as individuals. And as Black America, I got to know Benny Mosley and I got to 
endure him, stay with him, and learn more about him as well as just me being an entertainer, but more personally. And it took a lot, and it made me actually a better person as an individual because sometimes I used to hold out, and he would say, no, don't hold out. Go ahead and give it all you got. I need you to work for it. And it made me actually work harder being an entertainer. And with Diamond of the South, I grew up with Nehemiah ever since I was about 16 years old. So actually to win that competition and actually support him and show him who I really was as an entertainer and him to mm-hmm. respect me as the entertainer, not as just a friend, but make me work harder to actually win the competition, I was truly ecstatic. And same thing when I was going through stuff, he was there to lift me up as mm-hmm. well as Black America. So those two went hand in hand on preparing who Armani was as the in- Armani, your phone went out again. Armani. Hello, Armani. Hey. Okay. We can, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. It's print fault, not mine. <laughs> it's okay. But you would think you were saying as far as Diamond of the South. For as Diamond of the South and Black America, they went hand in hand. Both of them showed me the same love, made me entertain and work hard for who I who they felt like I can be in this industry. Now, what I've learned about myself was my attitude. It was a lot of stuff that I had to change, that I needed to change, that I knew I was going to change. Mm-hmm. So I've done that. And it actually worked hand in hand because, you know, professionally, it worked because everybody knew that I was just a little brat. I mean, I was spoiled by my real parents. Um, and then when it came to my gay mother, she made sure I never had to ask for nothing. So I was a brat. Mm. <laughs> so, 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 really, for you to, to, I guess, um, the both of both of those systems just kind of force you to to be the adult. And, and to really take charge of your career and who you who you are, as well as your attitude, you know, kind of have that attitude adjustment. And sometimes we all need that attitude adjustment. So I would assume that with Black America, Dominant South, as well as your family, kind of force you to, to change that attitude. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so very much. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break, but I want you guys to, to hang on the line because, um, there's something special that I want to play for the both of you. So, um, listeners, just listen up, um, and then to the rulers, just listen really, really quickly, but hold the line for me. Congratulations. 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 Hey, guys, this is Neandre Bonet. I just want to wish you the very best on your reign. Congratulate the both of you. I'm very proud of you both, and this is your reign. Take it and do as you please. You are the rulers, arm in arm. Congrats again. Hey, rulers. Welcome to the family. I am so happy for the both of you. Best wishes to you on your reign, and if you ever need to talk, I am here. Love you, Antoine Steele. Hey guys, this is Giselle Lord. I just want to take the time out to wish Armandis Barnet and Armani Nicole Davenport the very best and a successful reign. I know you guys will do a great job ruling the universe. 
from the bottom of my heart, once again, congratulations. I love you both, and I look forward to seeing you guys very, very soon. Hello, this is Miss Black Universe 2004, the capital A hyphen Z S I A Aja, and I would like to give a special congratulations to Armandis and Armani Nicole Davenport on capturing the title of Mr. and Miss Black Universe. Welcome to the family. We love you and have a great and amazing year. Greetings, everyone. This is Valentino Lord Alexander taking a moment out to send a sincere and heartfelt congratulations to the newly crowned Mr. and Ms. Black Universe, Armandis Bonet, and Armani Nicole Davenport. You guys have an awesome reign. Exceed all expectations. And remember that life is what you make it. So will be your reign. Before I go, I'd like to leave you guys with a little quote. It says, you've got to bumble forward into the unknown. This just simply means that the unknown is a scary place, which is why so many stay in their comfort zone, you guys. But the unknown is also where all of the fun things in life are created. You have to venture forward. Armandus and Armani, this quote reminds me that it doesn't have to be pretty when it happens. The better you get at being comfortable with the unknown, guys, the more successful you should become. I love you guys with the love of God. You guys make me proud. Rulers. Hey, it's me, Mr. Continental, Joey Taylor. I wanted to take just one little minute to wish the new rulers of the universe, Armandis and Armani, a big congratulations on a dream realized. I hope that both of your years are filled with much prosperity and success and wishing you a great reign. Congratulations, guys. Hey, guys. This is Benny over here with the Black America family. I would definitely be remiss if I didn't call in to say uh, on behalf of uh, our board of directors, uh, myself and Chris uh, definitely want to reach out to you and say congratulations. Armandis, you and I, we've actually never met personally, but I've reached out to you um, via Facebook because I believed in your journey. I believed in your storyline, and um, I, I wished you well throughout, throughout the process. Uh, my baby girl, <laughs> the first person I ever allowed to stay over in my apartment outside my baby son, um, Armani. I definitely want to say uh, a big congratulations to you. I believed in you. Uh, I've always believed in you, and you've always delivered. Um, definitely uh, from myself and from Sean, uh, if you need anything from us, definitely reach out to us. Um, we'll definitely be there for you. A uh, little, little few words uh, for you. No matter who you are, no matter what you did, no matter where you come from, you can always become a better version of yourself. And for both of you, I want you to know that despite what people say, uh, when you win this caliber of pageantry and you join this caliber of system, you definitely uh, join a family. And you both have the stock and the lineage uh, to be successful. Uh, remember that family isn't always blood. It's the people in your life who want you in theirs, the ones who accept you for who you are, the ones who would do anything to see you smile, and who love you no matter what. So definitely move forward in that and those words and uh, enjoy yourselves. Have a good reign. Congratulations. 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 Now, how about that? Wasn't that just sweet? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that my was... God. <laughs> All right, it's on your stage. <laughs> Don't jump when you start screaming. 
<laughs> okay, oh my God, right? But yeah, I, I um, you know, I, some people reached out to me and wanted to, you know, wish you guys. And there was so so many more, but there was just a few that wanted to to reach out to you. You know, um, Antoine Steele, Joey Taylor, Mr. Continental, uh, Benny Mosley, Aja, uh, Neandre, as well as your first runner up, um, uh, Valentino Lord Alexander and Giselle Lord. Um, so you know, thanks thanks to them. You know, thankful to them for um, for just coming on and, and saying a few words. But I definitely wanted to play that for you guys early on in this interview. Um, Armani, you okay? Because <laughs> I know you heard your daddy over there. <laughs> I'm teared up. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. Like when Benny sent it to me, I was like, oh my god! Like I just got chills. He was like, oh my god, you're so dramatic. I said, well, it takes one to know one. But you know, it, I mean, but, but what he said. But what he said was was definitely true. Um, so again, thank you to to all of those who um who reached out. Now, um, back to the interview. So so many have come before you, and many will come after you. Um, what do you honestly feel is missing within pageantry, if anything? And the things that you deem as missing, how do you feel you personally can contribute to making that missing component active or alive again? I repeat that one. Um, so many have come before you, many will come after you, but what do you honestly feel is missing within pageantry, if anything? And the things that you deem as missing, how do you feel that you can contribute to making that missing component active or alive again? Whoever would like to go first is fine. I'll go first. Okay. Um, what I feel is is missing, I don't feel like, there's a lot missing. I just feel like the spark mm-hmm. that used to be in pageantry is just missing. And I I feel like this year at Black Universe that the spark was like it was rekindled. Yes, because it was. It, it was a pageant. Mm-hmm. And it was it was you you got that feeling when you walked in. Even when I got the registration, I felt like this about to be one of them pageants like it used to be back in the day. I could just mm-hmm. feel it. Mm-hmm. And it's like over the years, like pageants have always been good. The competitors are really good, but it's just missing that spark. When I first right. went to pageants back in like 2004, um, the first time I went to Black Universe, I was like overwhelmed. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, and, and as the years went on, it just felt like people didn't appreciate how much money people really spend. Exactly. Like sometimes they'll just sit there and look at you and you spent $3,000 on what you have right now, and they're just sitting there looking at you. Mm-hmm. When you, back in the day, you come out, you're looking good, they're going to they're gonna make you know it. Right. And I felt like my contribution to that was when I was, when I was preparing my packages, I want to I wanna be juicy. I want mm-hmm. it to be like it was mm-hmm. back in the day. So I'm going to bring it, like when Monty and, and Al and all of them competed. Yes, in, yes, yes. And I didn't want to come out once again being clean and being born, I wanted to take the crowd. And that's what mm-hmm. that's what really inspired me and my package. And that was my contribution to trying to get that spark back. And I think everybody kind of felt that because everybody brought it. It was okay. like back in the day. It was just it was amazing to me. Okay. Thank you so much, Armani. And what about you, Armani? Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um I just think a lot of entertainers have lost lost a all form of just female impersonation. I think we kinda solely put ourselves on being, you know, the next Beyonce instead of just being who you really are as an entertainer and coming 
forward to the table and just showing who you are as an individual and not trying to be someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and the preparation of being a national title holder, I think, for kind of lost the spark of it, like Amanda said, you know. But I think the spark has came back this year. Um, I knew I had to go up and be on the Call of Duty <laughs> from what I had done last year. So kind of, I was trying to beat myself from last year. Mm, okay. So <clears throat> me as an entertainer, I kind of stepped up the game and kind of, you know, just think really hard what I wanted to do and just try to get my point across. But the order female impersonation kind of lost <clears throat> a lot of people. Um, I don't think they feel drag like they used to feel drag, which I want to bring back to the table as an entertainer is to show your craft and to show who you are as an individual. Be who you are. Let people accept you for you. Don't worry about being someone else and trying to get accepted because that's being fake. Be real with yourself. Bring mm-hmm. you to the table so they can realize who you are. Right. Um. I will say, okay. oh, I will say that um, for me, um, I know I wasn't asked a question, but you know I wanted to chime in on this. So um, I will say that <laughs> I, I, I did tell someone prior to coming to Black University this year that, um, I, and I, I'm, I've been very vocal about it is the fact that I thought that you know I, I'm on both sides. I do the mainstream. I, now I'm judging the mainstream pageant, and then you know, of course, I'm on a board of a black pageant. So, you know, um, I saw where it was so much, like Armani was saying, you know, it was, and, and, and Armani is like, back in the day, and I relish in the old drag, in the old tapes, and, you know, that I, I have a, a whole ball of, of drag, and then I just kept asking myself, when is this going to come back? You know, because I could go to the Continentals and the USAs and, and things of that nature and get what I need. But it felt like on our side, on the black side of pageantry, it was starting to die out and fizz out, you know. And But I will say that my faith was renewed in, in black pageantry at Universe. And it wasn't even – prelim night was, you know, prelim night is prelim night, you know. But final night, at the ambience, and then everybody just ready, and everybody was really ready for Universe. And then – the the opening, I could have left. I'm sorry, I know you guys want to know that, but I could have left after the opening and been perfectly fine because it, it felt like to me, and you can tell with the formers, because I I, you guys need to see the opening, I, I don't think because you were in the back, but when you see it, you're going to be amazed. You can tell that the formers were happy and excited, hugged, everybody hugging on stage, everybody crying, whatever, you know, and I felt like finally, you know, it's coming back. And then for for them to have that amazing opening and then you guys to come out with these amazing presentations and not stop at presentation but continue the competition with formal wear, gowns, sportswear, and talent and run it out. I mean, I just felt like, you know, black pageantry is renewed, and I just want people out there that are listening that are entertainers, as Amani said, be yourself, you know, Bring it back. You got to dig up the old drag or whatever and bring that bring that back. And I'm sure that with Armani, you know, loving drag, you know, she is drag, that through her reign she's going to be able to, that, that you're going to be able to, you know, let those girls who love the big hair and the makeup and all that know that it is okay. I'm I'm best universe. You, you, can, you can be this, you know. So I, I think that we're on the right road. 
um, to to renewing um, and renewing that faith in black pageantry. So I want to thank you guys again, you know, and everyone that competed because um, we definitely need our our pageantry system to be revived. Now, Armani and Armandis, um, we are all inspired by someone, you know, whether it be in or out of pageantry. So outside of your parentals and your siblings and close family members and friends, who inspires you the most and why? And I need you to give me one person. So who inspires you the most and why? You said out of your parentals. Outside. So we're not talking about your, your, your parents or your siblings and close family members and friends. But who else out there inspires you? And give me a reason as to why they inspire you. So it can't be Steven? Didn't you said Stephen at um at question and answer? <laughs> this is the truth, though. No, okay. So so he's the only one that inspires you. No, he's not the only one. Okay, but wait, go, you, okay. So go ahead and, and tell me about Stephen. Tell everybody that did that weren't at the pageant. You know how how why Stephen is your biggest inspiration. Stephen is my inspiration because he he will not let me settle for less. Like, when I was preparing for the pageant, he would say, okay, now, if you're going back, you really need to go back, and you need, you know, you don't need to be mediocre. And it's just like he always pushes me to the next level of thinking. Whenever mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this, he's always thinking about what are we taking three or four or five notches over. And even with my career in makeup artistry, um, he's always been very supportive. He brought me. He always finds me models when I need models. Whenever I need something, when it when it has to do with anything that I have something to do with, mm-hmm. he always takes a hand on it, and he you know he's just really supportive, and I know a lot of people don't have that in their boyfriends, but to have a boyfriend who really supports you in everything that you do, not just something that he's interested in, because honestly he's not even really interested in pageants, right. but since I am, you know that interests him, so he's always there for me, and I just. You know, he just really inspires me to always want to do better and be better and look better and have better and want better. You know, All I right. just love him, and that's my baby. <laughs> okay. Well, well, kudos to Stephen for always pushing and being supportive of Armani. We definitely right. appreciate that. We definitely appreciate appreciate that because I can I, I probably say, I can say that if he didn't do his duty and, and, and his due diligence as the boyfriend of being supportive and pushing you, you know, who knows what would have happened. You know, you may not have made it right. to the universe. So we thank you. We, we definitely, <laughs> you know, I love Steven, so I'm just joking. But uh, thank you, Steven, um, for, for pushing on mine. We appreciate it. So, um, Armani, uh, Armani, what about you? Ooh, um, I would have to say it's this lady. Her name is Miss Janet. Miss Janice? Miss um, Janice, yes. Okay. Um, and I, it was so funny because I met her in Walmart. And we were in the fruit section, and I was walking past her. And she just kept looking. I kept saying, what the hell does this lady keep looking at me for? And, you know, like, for a long time, I kept on saying, oh, good, she must be trying to get my tea. <laughs> and so like she just so she she just kept on looking or whatever and then we went to another aisle and when I been down to get some mayo mm-hmm. I I stood up and she was standing right there at this point in time we were basket to basket and she had said God loves you out of nowhere and I was just like. 
I didn't know what to say. I was just shocked. So right. I just stood there and I looked at her. And she was like, anything that's going wrong in your life, look over it. Mm-hmm. Every day starts a new day. He's forgotten about whatever's happened. Push forward. He got something better for you. Remember, mm-hmm. everything that you have been through has solely been a testimony for your mm-hmm. life. Remember that God only picks those and sends those who he has great dealings for through something. So when at the end they can say, I've been through my lowest point. Now I'm at my highest point. And from that point, she said, this is my number. And if you ever need a shoulder to cry on or someone to talk to, someone to vent to, use it. I'm always listening here. And she asked me my name. She gave me her number. I gave her mine. And from that day on, I don't have to worry about her judging me at any point in time. If I feel like I want to cry, if I feel like I needed somebody to talk to when I couldn't go to my real parents, or my gay mother, it was mm-hmm. always her. So she, that's the person who always pushed me and made Armani definitely know it's somebody out there that really loves you, that's not kin to you, that has no biased opinions about yourself. And I tr- I'm truly thankful for her also. Thank you so very much, Ms. Janice. Wherever you are out there, we definitely appreciate it. Um, because you never, you know, no, honestly, you, you you never know, especially when a stranger comes and speaks to you and you know tells you that, hey, you motivated me, or you know, or speak it speaks into your life. You know, you just sometimes it takes a person that is truly outside of, like you said, your life, your community, or whatever doesn't know anything to kind of. Get you, you know, get that blood flowing again. Get 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 you pumping, especially when at sometimes when you're so low in your life or or have those low moments that just from those kind words of, of what she spoke into your life, it basically catapults you to become bigger, better, and allows you to say, you know what, I can make it. I can get through this. And it takes those people sometimes to remind us of those uh, of that. So um, thank you, Miss Janice, sure. and again, th- thank you, Stephen. So pet peeves, we all have them. What are some of your pet peeves? And I'll start with Armani. So give me some of your pet It doesn't have to be pageant pet peeves. I did that one time before in the show. But just pet peeves, period. Like, what are some of your pet peeves? Oh, Mitch may stop. You said what? I can't stand them. Mitch may stop. Okay, Mitch may stop. Okay. <laughs> I can't stand them. Do people My still, husband and his shirt socks. Still wear Mitch may socks, though? Huh? Did I say people still wear Mitch may socks? I guess so, huh? I don't know, but my daughter, I'm going to, my daughter, I have to put her on blast for the cure. She always goes in the wash and just picks out any any of the socks and just put them on. And it bothers me. And it bothers Hmm. me to my soul. And then you say church socks, right? And I have to say my husband with his church socks. Good stop. (laughs) Oh, so so your so your new your new husband, Armando, his skirt socks. Yes. <laughs> okay. All That's right. What I like to say. He loves his skirt socks, <laughs> and I can't stand it. So, Armando, you wear church socks all the time? No, I just had them on yesterday. I just didn't feel oh. like looking for more socks in my bag. <laughs> oh, okay, so you just decided to leave them on. Yeah, they was comfortable too. Okay. So tell us. So, so tell us about your pet peeves. What are some of your pet peeves? 
Um, I, I have a bad pet peeve of people who get over and don't use their signal. Um, oh. <laughs> Signaling. Okay. And even my friends, I tell my friends all the time when they're driving, Are you, I hope you're using your signal. So that, I mean, I just really, that really bothers me when people get in front of me and they don't use their signal. They don't use it. Yeah, I, I can agree with that because I have a lot of road rage. Okay. So is that your only pet peeve um, or that's the one that, that came to you? Another pet peeve is, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Leaving the lights on when you leave the house. I'm not going to say no names. Okay, um, Steven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I'm just signaling. Make sure you're signaling when you're driving. And turn the lights off when you leave your house. Turn the lights off. That's right, baby, because those okay, bills still got to get paid. <laughs> bills still got to get paid. So when preparing for a contest or a pageant, you know, what's the one category that you struggle with? I'm going to start there. So what's the one category you struggle with? And, you know, if you want to give me a why you struggle with that, you know, definitely let me know. But what's the one category you struggle with? Um, For me, it's well, I would just put mine towards Black Universe. My hardest category to ever prepare for has always been presentation. Okay. Um, I had never won presentation um, until this year. This was my first time ever even winning a category final night. Um, but preparing for presentation to me is always difficult because I always want to look really nice, but I was always afraid of, you know, going to the next level because I thought that, you know, I would be penalized for that. So I was always stuck in my thoughts of what can I do, what shouldn't I do. Um, And I believe that this year is when I really just was like, you know what, hey, it's about that time. Mm -hmm. And it was like like a cakewalk, but preparing for presentation has always been a difficult place for me when it comes to competing. What's What's the one category without having a big ego is the one that is that always is your best and most rewarding category. Formal wear. You know formal wear? You look good in your formal wear. Formal wear is always my favorite. I love formal wear. I like talent too, but I love formal wear. I always get really excited for formal wear. It's just that slow music, you know, you, mm. you know, it's real smooth. You don't you, you don't you don't hear that often though. From guys you don't hear that like, oh formal wear, I just love formal wear like you know, I love formal wear. It's my favorite. I promise you, that's my favorite category. I love formal wear. When you um when you walked out to formal wear prelim night, I said, "Oh, that's the boy in the picture." And everybody was like, "Yeah, sure is, sure is, sure is." Like, and I screamed it out, like, "That is the boy in the picture." You know, so if you're gonna have promos out, you know, look like the person in the picture. Um, so Armani, uh, we're preparing for a contest. What's the one category you struggle with? I want to say. It's talent. Um, a lot of times, you know, when you do so good, if you competed for the system before, you do so good your first couple of times, and then you want to outdo yourself. So it's a lot of times I beat myself up. I may come up with a talent, and then my kids say, okay, well, let's start up on it. And then in the middle of it, I said, no, I don't want to do that no more. They said, oh, girl, I'm not going through this with you. So, I mean, I know that's, like, the hardest for me to actually get ready for and to stick to one idea because I be having so many ideas going through my head. It's just hard to, like, settle on one of them. Okay. 
Okay. So, so you said definitely talent. So, talent. so what's the one category without having a big ego is the, is the one that is always your best and most rewarding category to you? <laughs> um, you already know it's that gown for me. Okay, hello. Yeah, that guy. Like, <laughs> who, 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 who honestly, like, who I, I would like to know, who actually designed your gown and made your gown this year? Because it was absolutely flawless. Thank you. And I have to give props to J.D. Martin. Um, okay. I actually started buying some stuff, and I was like, look, this is what I want. I don't know what design I want, but this is what I want to do with it. And I think, you know, he was like, well, how do you want it? I said, I always have boob problems with mm-hmm. bustier dresses. So I don't want it to be bustier, but I want some kind of signature design. And he was like, okay. So when I went to my first fitting, it was nothing but the shell, which started out as a white uh, neck material. And I kept saying, mm-hmm. oh, this, I don't know. Mm, I don't know about this. <laughs> And then before I knew it, I came back for another fitting, and it was my skin tone, and I was like, whoa. Then, uh, you know, by me actually working with him and stuff, and it was, like, amazing because, like, how other girls get pictures and stuff drawn out, I didn't get an opportunity to get pictures or knowing Uh what I was going to get. It was me popping up at the last fitting, and it was half done, and I just boo-hooed on the floor. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow! Because I saw the vision and I saw everything that I possibly wanted, and uh-huh. I knew what it was going to be because he was doing it. So yes, most definitely. Well, thank you so much, very much, JD Martin. That gown was, I mean, like amazing. So we, we definitely want to thank JD Martin along with you for creating for creating that that vision. I just have a few more questions. I'm, I'm not going to hold you guys too long because I do know that you had a um a, a big night last night, but. Um, over the past year, on my show, when producing my pageantry channel installments, I've been touching on the newcomer phenomenon. So as two entertainers who have been in the industry for quite some time now, and having been a newcomer to pageantry at some point in your career, what advice can you give those newcomers who are afraid to make the next step towards competing on a national stage? And I'll give it to Armani first, and then Armani. Once again, I'd say let go. Um, I had to do so. Um, I grew up back in the days where older drag queens was my role model. And, you know, they made sure that you didn't stay stuck in one thing. They wanted you to go up and, you know, and be somebody. Because in Louisiana, if you're a newcomer, you are definitely recognized as a newcomer. I mean, Mm. at first they had the shows where, you know, to be an entertainer, they wasn't booking no newcomers. They wanted seasonal entertainers. Right. And by you considering yourself as a newcomer, you wouldn't get booked. So, I mean, it was hard to work and know your worth because you were still considered as a newcomer. I think certain newcomers get stuck because they don't want to take that next step Mm -hmm. or they have certain dreams of being a certain newcomer title and representing that newcomer title where they feel like, okay, well, I'm going to hold out. I didn't win this year, but I'm away next year. Right. Sometimes I just feel like you have to say, I've done it. I didn't win, but I've done my best there, and it's time to move on. You never know what God's ha- what God has in store for you somewhere else. So sometimes you need to realize your growth and grow up and realize 
let me move from here and see what else is out there for me. Most definitely. Enough is enough. I, I remember when I interviewed yeah. Blake. <laughs> I, I interviewed Yasmin, it was Yasmin, Tasha Long, and Cezanne, and I just and I always remember this, like Yasmin just said, you know, newcomers fight. It, you know, they're, 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 they're scared, I think is the word she used. She said they're scared to go over. She said, but they are, they're, they're scared that when they go over to the next level, they have to really start all over again and, and create a new name. She said, but in this day and age, newcomers have bigger names than some of the, 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 the girls that compete on the regional and national level. She was like, so just come on over and swim with the big sharks, you know. So um, I, I, sometimes you just got to let go. It's enough is enough, and you're not deemed by the, ti- you know, the title per se. You know what I'm saying? It's just the, once you kind of put your stuff out there in your brand, just, just keep going forward. So, Armand, having, being that you are a former Ebony newcomer and um, Duval newcomer, like what, 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 what would be your advice to newcomers as far as, you know, that are afraid to, to make the next step? One, I would just say just don't be afraid. Um, you cannot be the best until you compete with and against the best. Mm-hmm. Um, you will never know your full potential if you don't ever push the limit. So my advice would be to follow your passion because following your passion is going to push you towards your purpose. Mm-hmm. And I just I think that they should just embrace themselves and know that it's okay to be you. It's okay to be the kind of entertainer that you want to be and not a replica of what we already have. Most definitely. We already have a Raquel. We have a Stasha. But who are you? Can you mm-hmm. make us love you just as much as they've made us love them? Exactly. And we already love them. We don't want to love them off of you, You know, if, if that makes sense. Most definitely. And at the end of the day, those girls, have to re- those girls will retire one day. You know, so who's going to follow yeah. in the footsteps? So who, who is going to be the next, you know, that, that next big person? Right. You, know, because you, you could possibly be that next big person, but we would never know until you step out there. Amen. Y'all better listen out We'll never know that. <laughs> and that's why I always try to encourage my friends. My, my, I have a lot of newcomer friends. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to, to put a little bit more on, to, to make that hair a little bit bigger, to change the color of that hair a little bit, change that lip, change that eye. You don't have to look like everybody else. Right. And I just want them to really embrace the fact that they can really be themselves and don't be afraid to be yourself because, you like, like, I'm, like I'm saying, you might be the next big person that we've been waiting to see. That's right. Thank you so much. So so what are your hopes? What what are the hopes for you and your reign as NBU? So uh, I'll give it back to – I'm going to give it back to um, Armandis. Um, what are the hopes for you and your reign as NBU? My hopes, I love I love the system as a, as a whole. Um, over this course of me competing, I learned a lot more about the formers that I didn't know before. Mm-hmm. So my hope now is to bring, kind of bring back that fire that they already had, but bring a little bit more of that new school fire. And I believe that a lot of people have been embracing me and our money, which is really amazing to me because I didn't know I had as many people supporting me mm-hmm. as I did. I really had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so my hopes is to just have a really successful reign. Uh, we've already been working on getting some new preliminaries in some new cities um, outside of uh, where we already have them at. We're looking at 
Las Vegas and L.A. and right. D.C. as well. Yes, I need to come um, up here, baby. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think that it, it's time for us to step outside the box and step outside the norm and mm-hmm. really make our reign phenomenally known. You know how people have those reigns where they always remember that king and that queen. Oh, yes. Like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, okay. that's my hope. And for people to be able to see us on a personal level, um, not just in a pageantry light where people uh, make perceptions about you, but to really know who you are. Exactly. Um, so my hopes is for us to really just take that extra step when it comes to everything, not just, you know, pictures and things like that, but when it comes to the overall rule in the universe, like we're really ready to rule. Uh-huh. You said pictures and I'll... And I'm excited about this. Yeah, you said pictures, and I and I always say this, and I'll say it many times as I can. A picture or a promo don't make a rain. You know, it's about what you put into it. You know, and and I I, I and I, I don't think it's really even the 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 um, king or the queen that's doing it. It's the masses. It's the the spectators that oh they had a sixteen promo. Promos are wonderful. I love them. Beautiful, great. You know, keep putting them out. But I, I always want people to re, you know realize that a promo doesn't make a rain. It's what that king and that queen that they do within their reign, how they cultivate their own brand, how they leave something, a lasting legacy with the system. As you said, you want to be known as the, the, the you want to be that king and queen that everybody knew and, you know, you want to be that new phenomenon. So, you know, uh, I just want people to know that a, a promo and stuff like that, it doesn't make it rain. People have to get back down to being title holders, thinking outside the box, being creative, you know, and making your reign your reign, as Neandra said in your, in your congrats. So thank you for that. Um, Armani, what are your hopes for you and your reign? Really, oh, go ahead. Really, really go ahead. Quick, uh, go ahead. I, I just wanted to um, just give a shout-out to Giselle and Cameron for their mm-hmm. reign because they set the floor for us to come, you know, right behind them. Mm-hmm. And um, the the app, I have a whole bunch of my oh, yeah. app right now. <laughs> and that mm-hmm. that. How many people you know have an app? You know mm-hmm. that that was that that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like I love that. Who has mm-hmm. an app? And then mm-hmm. you can you were able to receive free admission through the app, and you can just learn so much about the pageant through Most the app. Definitely. Like people ask so many questions about the pageant. If you just download the app, you get all the answers to your question on the mm-hmm. app. Yeah. So yeah, so, we gotta so get through those. Do some tips with that as well. Most definitely, and I remember Cameron coming to me and was like, "BFF, you know, I want to do this." And this was like before the summer started, and I was like, "Well, you just gotta, you gotta go out there and search on how to figure out how to do that, you know?" Because I'm not, I'm tech, I'm technology, you know, savvy, but at the same time, like, I don't know everything, so I'm just like, "You gotta figure it out," you know? And and that's what I'm saying, like, you gotta make those lasting impressions and and things of that nature. So yeah, that app, most definitely, like, and that'll be something I'm sure you'll be working on, Amanda. This is the king as far as you know, keeping it updated and, and, and fresh or whatever. But yeah, as I stated a couple, I think maybe a month before the pageant, I said. The NBU is the first system, black or not even black, the first gay pageantry system to ever have a app. Who does that? Who's doing that? NBU is, right. you know. So I'm sure eventually people will follow suit. So thank you again, Armani. And Armani, uh, what are your hopes for your um, for your reign at NBU? <clears throat> to bring drag back. Um. <clears throat> You know, well, I represent Texas, so, you know, I love the big hair and all of that. <laughs> <Right>. So, 
And I'm not afraid to put a brush to my face. And sometimes they say, slow down, girl, that's too much. I don't think enough is never too much. Um, definitely that. And to actually have the number go back up to what it used to be when you're sitting in registration and you look out there and your numbers mm-hmm. are wonderful. Um, I remember competing for black, you know, universe, and you'd be just, oh, praying in your room that you make the 10 because there's so many girls. <laughs> right. So I want to definitely get that number back up there and actually show people that, you know, I I never really imagined that I would. I had expectations to be Miss Black Universe, but I never mm-hmm. thought that it would actually come true. Like I was living in a dream, but my dream has turned to a reality. So to tell people, you know, to step out and just trust yourself and you can do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show that, you know, through entertaining, going through different places, reaching out to others and showing them that this is where we are in life and this is what you can be. Just use your heart, follow your heart, and you shall get there. Um, we're going to do a couple of nonprofit organizations, um, just to build the system and to get it to be, get it back to what I know it used to be. Okay. Like you okay. have to reach, you have to dig down deep back into the day to know what or where you actually going. You know, a lot of people say the past is the past, but I don't believe that. I believe you. Sometimes you have to go back to the past. To oh yeah. Show the new kids what's out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. No. You're perfectly on it. You know. And um, I. I, I Thank you for that, you know, bringing the drag back. And Armani spoke on it earlier, too. I, I think that we are on the path, so I think that we have the perfect couple um, to to bring it back, to revive it, you know, especially for for universe. But I think collectively as a whole, it will be for the entire black pageantry. You know, people are going to be hungry. And just like you, Armani, when you first stepped, um, I think if I remember the first time you competed and um, you said you got into 10, Weren't you like contestant number one? If you were, if you can remember that far back, because <laughs> wasn't it like that? Was it yeah. yeah, you were like contestant number one. Oh, oh, whatever. But I, I remember that. But you know, just like when you stepped, that was my and, second year. That was your second year. Okay. But like when you yeah. stepped out and, and you um, uh, got into to universe and, and and you said, okay, I think I can do this. You know, somebody's gonna follow behind you. You know, some some young newcomer or some they may not even be newcomers as far as patents are concerned, but you know, somebody once they actually get into that arena or get into that universe stage, they're going to continue to fight, just as you have, just as our mind has had to to get that title. And it's something, of course, I can never experience as a competitor because I don't compete, but I'm sure that there's a love there, there's a fire there that you just have to have it. You know, so um, I appreciate the both of you for um, collectively coming together as King and Queen to bring that back. And I just want to um, want you guys to end this, um, and then we'll have our closing to play. But are there any last words? Because I didn't want to hold you guys too long because I know you had a, um, you've been ruling. But um, are there any last words before we end the show or any special thank yous that you would like to give before we depart um, live on the air? This is your time. Um, I'll... I don't want to say any names because I don't want to forget anybody. Okay. So I'll just do like a collectively. Right. Uh, uh, thank you. I want to just thank everybody for 
the phone calls and the texts and the Facebook messages and the wall posts and the pictures and all the encouragement that I received because, I, like I said earlier, I did not know I had as much support as I had. And I've never had that before until, like, this year. And mm-hmm. a lot of people have really shown up for me, and they've really showed out for me in a really, really big way. And it's, it feels amazing. And I never thought that I would be Mr. Black Universe. I always wanted to be Mr. Black Universe. But I never thought that I would actually be able to do it. And even that night, I, I still didn't even think that I was going to win. And mm. just being Mr. Black Universe now, it's, it's still surreal to me. Like, I still cry sometimes when I wake up in the morning because I'm so excited. And I've watched mm. the video, I know, about 300, 400 times. And I'm just really excited, and I'm just really excited that people are embracing me and people are really wanting to get to know me as a person and are, you know, just being so receptive to me. And I'm thankful for my friends and my family and everybody who supported me and helped me get to the point of me being Mr. Black Universe. Thank you so very much. Very well said, Armandis. And Armani, any last words before we end the show? Also, I just want to send special thanks out to everyone. Once again, I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to leave anyone out. Um, But special thanks to everyone, um, especially on Facebook, those who called, those who know me personally and know my struggle in life and what I've been through and everything about me. I want to truly thank the universe system for actually putting me in front to represent them. Oh, this is so amazing. Every time I speak of it, I tear up, so please forgive me while I'm trying to... But speaking on that and actually thanking everybody, my journey to this point, I have to say, has been well worth it. Um, I'm excited. I'm glad they chose me while I'm excited so I can have that ambition to push forth and make things happen. Um, I want to thank everyone who showed me love and, like my king said, who sent all the messages and congratulations, and even some who sent negativity. Um, That means that you're still looking at me and you're still recognizing me. Um, You actually make me a better person. And sometimes, you know, we only thank the people who do good, but we never thank those who look down on you and never told you you can make it so you can actually work harder to be who you really are as an entertainer. I truly thank the world because I am ruling the universe with my king arm and arm, so I have to say thank you all. Ha-ha, I know that's right. Uh, but th- thank you again, Armani and Armani, for that. And, um, again, you know, we're going to touch base with the both of you later on. You know, this is just a start. I mean, you really haven't even started yet, you know, Rain, you know, really. But, you know, we'll we'll touch base with you guys, you know, uh, in 2015 and see where things are going. You know, you can always reach out to me. Anything promotion-wise, you know, you want to promote, you want me to get things out there. Most definitely, Armandis, you know, reach out to me so I can make sure we can find somebody up here in D.C. to have a preliminary because the universe definitely needs to come back up this way. So, again, thank you once again. I do want my listening audience to hang on the line for my closing as well as um, my quote of the week. Uh, Armani and Armandis, hold the line for me as well, and we'll be right back. Never knew my life could be this I never knew the sun could shine all day 
I just wanted to briefly tap into the minds of the new rulers, Armandus and Armani, the arm and arm of the universe. I want to wish the both of you the very best throughout your reign, and as always, we will be watching. As you all know, I must leave you with the quote of the week. So here's this week's quote. When you have great potential, the world sometimes waits in anticipation for you to slip up. Meanwhile, focus on your progress as well as your accomplishments. Control what you can and leave the rest in God's hands. Until next time, everyone be blessed. Until I found-